Welcome to That Guy's a Maniac, the podcast. The podcast that brings you mediocre content from uh, the masterminds behind uh, That Guy's a Maniac. Uh, wow, come on. No, 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 listen, say it with feeling. Come on. That was like really disheartened. I s- <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't disheartened. But as I, as I was talking, I could see the paths of where I could go in front of me. And then I left it too late to make a decision and then just kind of careened off into the middle. Um, okay, I, as, as the old um, Buffy musical episode would say, one more time with feeling. Come on, you can do it. Are we allowed to talk about Buffy anymore? Wasn't that cancelled? Oh, well, it's cancelled culture, but we still like Buffy and the, <laughs> and the actors. We're allowed to like the actors. Ooh, we hated Joss Whedon anyway, anyway. Outing yourself there. <laughs> anyway, okay. Welcome anyway. to That Guy's a Maniac podcast. Uh, the masterminds behind the second best video game blog on the internet, That Guy's a Maniac at www.thatguys.co.uk. You are joined by me, Kanzi11, and my wonderful heterosexual life partner, Richie. Say hello, Richie. Hello. Um, now, where could you find our stuff? Well, you can find all of our ramblings from 2004 onwards on www.thatguys.co.uk. You can also find us on the socials at That Guy's a Maniac, all one word, lower case. I hope, I don't know. If there are people what? jumping in to listen to the podcast of this episode. We genuinely believe that we think that we're advising people to search all <laughs> one word okay <laughs> um, like we're that out of touch i mean we're getting yeah i'm um, running jokes to the work for pod podcasts you know you, think, you actually you, it's almost like you have to sort of say to the to the to the readers that they have to listen to every <laughs> single episode yeah and like how far how far in do you get to the podcast uh, like we've just done without actually saying what the podcast is about so this podcast is about Video games, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> um, but we couldn't just bring you this uh, content for free. No, for no, no, we could not. We need <laughs> the backing of wonderful sponsors. And this week, one of those sponsors is Ultranet. For all your future warehouse battle tank robot needs. Ultranet. Thanks. Thanks, Ultranet. I really want to say Ultratech then, twice. Okay. Different sponsor, different podcast. They've not sponsored us this week. No thank you, Ultratech. Uh, now this week, Richie, we are polishing our crystal balls. And we are taking... Uh, uh, we're here, we're scrying some knuckle bones. We're reading our tea leaves. And we're going to have a look at the future of games. Um, and have a think about where games may be going. Um, we are lucky enough to have been around when games really started kicking off. Um, uh, and so we've kind of lived the history of games. And I think it's quite difficult um, sometimes to, to kind of chart how we got from when we started to where we are today. Um, because a lot of those changes have been incremental. Um, and sometimes you can find games today which aren't that different from the ones we were playing on whatever the game and watching no they're just media. remastered versions of the ones <laughs> yeah. we were playing yeah it's slightly <laughs> slightly nicer graphics and, and better sounds um so to kick us off richie 
It's imagine a 15 year younger you. Uh, you are sat playing Code Veronica. Yeah, amongst other Dreamcast? things. Yeah, I think PlayStation 2 around that time. Maybe it was just the the dawn of the event of the the 360 and that generation of consoles. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting, exciting time in games. Yeah. Where, if you can remember, where did you imagine we might be in the 2020s or the future? Well, I mean, thinking back to those times and like the transition from PS2 to 360, um, I think the biggest advent that came with the 360 was the. <laughs> um, was it online play um so i think that generation from what was ps2 yes don't get me wrong i know it had online play and i had like the modem that was plugged <laughs> in and of course you had the um what's it called the, like the dreamcast which had the 14.4 modem and shit like that but you understand what i mean when that when it sort of comes <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, I mean, with the 360, it, it was it, it had an Ethernet port. It was meant for online. You know, it was it in, have that potential. In the UK, I, this turning a little bit into a history lesson, but the Dreamcast was kind of amazing for its online capabilities. Um, and uh, my brother had a lot of fun playing like Fantasy Star Online. I'm not convinced in the UK that you could ever play the PlayStation 2 online. Um, because, you know, the games would come with it and it had the little network play symbol. I remember it's like yeah, the sideways. Yeah, yeah. Bigger, bigger um, Twisted but Metal Black was the only one I can remember <laughs> off. Um, I think Medal of Honor Rising is the one that jumps to mind um, for me. There, there were a whole bunch of them. But, you know, of all of our friends, and of course PlayStation 2 is huge, I don't think I know a single person who ever played uh, online using their PlayStation 2. No, I, I, yeah, I think where the 360 sort of changed was like... It was actually the advent... Oh, God, if I say the word advent one more fucking time. <laughs> drink. <laughs> yeah, 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 drink. <laughs> um, it was the start of the genesis. The... Yeah. <laughs> um, it, Richie, it what's, had, that, um, what's that CG Final Fantasy film? Uh, oh, God. I don't know, Spirit Within? <laughs> no, the good one. Uh, oh fuck off! <laughs> um, and oh, you you just killed my train of thought. I know it was lovely. It's it's perfectly timed. I could see you were <laughs> you were on the cusp of a thought. It was coming out. <laughs> right, yeah, fucking three sixty PS3. Yeah. That was the start Boom. where you would get digital downloads. So it was actually the transition. Oh god, that's another word I'm going to use a lot from. <laughs> physical media to digital media it was finally starting to happen you know so you were downloading games i remember it more for online play you know and just being and just being really blown away uh on um as we were playing on emergence day when um gears of war came out um yeah. and it was just so exciting to be uh, you know wow just you click this button and then you're just online and and yeah, famously we did that Halo 3 one as well. <laughs> we did, yeah. <laughs> famously is a stretch, but we did. 
Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's recorded in the annals of uh, the history of gaming. <laughs> that guy's be fucking that guy's <laughs> played that one round of Halo Three, um, and that was the exciting bit. But I didn't. I didn't. For me, um, I don't know. Digital download uh, wasn't a part of that until much later. Do you remember what your first digital download was? The first game you digitally downloaded uh, um, on a console. I... Let's say on a console. Well, I mean, they had all of these little trashy, sort of shitty ones, like the Dominoes, um, not Dominoes, Doritos. Doritos, yeah, Double Dash or whatever. Shout, shout out to the game, neither of us can remember the name of every episode. <laughs> I know, <I'm>... <laughs> like, but yeah, <laughs> Doritos you had loads Double of Dash. Like that. <laughs> Doritos Double Dash, but like, um, it wasn't just that, there was like, um, you could buy stuff for your avatar as well. Uh-huh. You know, so there was, there was definitely um, a digital presence, uh, yeah, or more of it in that sort of fashion. But yeah, of course, like the games as well, like you had a whole ton of them. Like they started even bringing out the platinum ones towards the end that you would just be able to play the whole game on, you know, a digital download. So like, I think I bought Viva Pinata: Trouble in Paradise, which was a great game. Mm. Except I fucked up the whole Chocolatocus thing. And why has that not been remastered? Why is there no Viva Pinata? I know. <clears throat> I know. You know, it's a fucking yeah. outrage. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> it's a fucking outrage. Yeah. It is. Hot take, Richie, hot take. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what you say, right? Whenever Viva Pinata comes up, it, it, the the um, trajectory of, of that story is it was actually really good because nobody believed you if they, if they, you know, if you're just saying, oh, yeah, Viva Pinata uh, was really good. And the next thing to say is, where's the remake of that? Yeah. And why has it not been like, uh, why has it not been taken apart and turned into a mobile game with mobile uh, with uh, microtransactions? You know, that's the you, sort of shit. You, just, <laughs> you, you want your Viva Pinata Gacha game yeah, to go yeah, along yeah. with your, your Capcom Gacha and your Sega oh, Gacha? Fuck off! I hope. Oh, uh, really? Great. Ah, uh, man, you need to play that game. <laughs> uh, I'm not um, into Gachas. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> excited about downloads and 360s yes so like uh, as uh that was that was probably the biggest move from that generation to the next generation so there was that sort of intermediate period and but of course online play had been rife on the pc platform <laughs> as well like a disease <laughs> yeah but i mean it fucking was i Riddled. mean online play like when you came to sort of like uh, even just LAN games and things like that, you had your dooms and duke nukums and it had been going for quite some time but of course at that same time there was the mmos there was your final fantasy 11s there was world of warcrafts there was our everquests you're all sorts of those ones and they were very very much online play and it was the pc was the main place to do that and then when 360 ps3 came out that was when consoles started moving into that sort of online genre but of course the games were always massively different like there was the argument of keyboard versus mouse versus playing on a controller uh before you would even have like games that were on multiple platforms you know (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like that 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 is what 2005 was like you know you would be able to play like don't get me wrong like 99 percent of the games that you got on the 360 sorry in fact let's go back a generation on the the xbox and the ps2 you would be able to get either game for either platform there was very few version exclusives 
given the massive catalogue they both had. But then on the PC, there was usually something that was exclusive there. And nowadays, nowadays, we are going to be, it's hard to see something that isn't released on all platforms immediately, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, you'd see, you know, when you see the ad, you get you, like the 20 little logos at the bottom for every device and store that it's on. Yeah, exactly. But the main ones being, of course, you know, the latest Xbox, the latest PS uh, device and the latest PC device. And, and now, you know, it's just sort of a, it's a done thing to have all of them. And of course the Switch as well. Um, although it, it doesn't get as much love for the multi-platform. No. No, I think it, it is an underpowered device compared to the other things. But again, you could argue that they're just stupidly overpowered for no good reason. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, uh, I, I don't begrudge the fact that um, people do enjoy it. But uh, I have there's absolutely no time for, um, you know, the stuff that websites like Digital Foundry do. You know, which is a uh, screen you know, playing the versions on PlayStation Four and PlayStation and, and uh, Xbox One or whatever side by side to see the differences. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's interesting. I think it's cool that those guys do that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I, you know, with my own kind of um, nuances and, 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 and issues with <laughs> how I enjoy gaming, to be one of those guys to be like, well, I can't, you know, I'm, if if whatever the version of think of a game the latest doom looks <laughs> you know runs slightly better on uh, the uh, xbox series ex2 or whatever they're on uh, then i'm then it means i'm just gonna have to destroy my playstation 5 um, yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and there will be people out there who will be like oh you know what i'm gonna get it for the ps5 because you know, this website is reviewed it side by side and it shows that this one's actually got, you know, one frame faster per second. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Billy Big Balls with all these devices so that he can get that extra frame per second and never notice it. <laughs> to play a single player game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are dwelling very, very much in the past for. It's true, let's put on our future goggles. So, I want to just quickly talk about what I actually thought the future of gaming was back then. Because I, I had this theory for a long time um, about how it was no longer going to be about consoles, PCs. It was actually going to be about the platforms. And I suppose um, a good um, example of how this is sort of starting to look nowadays is the fact that you have different stores which have different content specifically on the pc so you have your your steam store you have the epic store and you you have gog for your your classic games so you do have these almost different platforms but what i was thinking was the evolution of that would perhaps have been a game where you play these other games so more like imagine steam had a lobby and that was the game <clears> itself but you were able to go and play not like a virtual arcade version of them but you would sort of be able to play different games from this lobby are you does this make sense does, it, does are that you make describing 
PlayStation Home. Uh, well, <laughs> this was PlayStation Home. I get what you're saying. No, I know <laughs> that digital thing where like people would get into lobbies and you walk around in your yeah. generic looking avatar and then then yeah. potentially hold hands and go off and play a game together. Yeah. No, what I was meaning more that the games were integrated with this platform. Right. It's very, very hard to for me to get this across. But yes, is it like PlayStation is, Home was definitely an inspiration for this idea. Yeah. Is it like um, Wreck It Ralph when they're all in the in the in the lobby it's world? It's more like Wreck It Ralph than it is uh, <laughs> PlayStation. Home. That's a really good way of thinking of it. Actually, okay. That's sort of, all right that middle uh, world sort of thing but I also um, I wanted um, the games to be a bit more dynamic I always thought that um, the idea of a game the core of the game the core value of a game could be transposed onto other things you've heard this rant for on here from me before never mind in face to face um, but like <laughs> There is so much that can transpose a game, you know, like... <sighs> to go back to my original idea of what it could have been, uh, or where we could be, or where yeah. we could be going to... <laughs> yeah, come um, on, lay it on us, lay it on us. So, I... I mean, don't get me wrong, there is... We are getting closer to this, but uh, my original idea was that we could be somehow integrated with a sort of digital version and, and like let's just, just take the UK uh, as an example here like almost like a digital version of the UK where you have your avatar and because there is so much going on I think this is also the advent of Google Maps which made me think this as well that there would and could it's an advent be again. sorry? it's an advent again oh god um, I suppose it's the genesis of Google Maps. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a natural sentence. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like the idea that um, perhaps you could have a digital version of the place where you live or the city you live in or the local area that you have um, and transpose a game onto it. So... And the more I'm saying this and the more I'm, I'm saying this out loud, I realise that, yeah, clearly there's just one too many drinks for a chain. You're just talking about <laughs> it's, it's, um, Pretend no one's listening. Like, you know, drop all the pretend. Go back to your 2005. My 2005 um, idea was basically yeah. you could have core games such as, let's say, Resident Evil. Yeah. And you could go to your digital version of Glasgow. Yeah, or, or for London. example, yeah, and you would be able to run the scenarios of uh, Resident Evil, but in local areas, and everything was sponsored for and paid for in advertising by the local shops. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing idea. I mean, we the one place that I think we've sort of got there in in a, a really basic nowhere near as interactive way is obviously things like pokemon go right yeah i know it's the ar <laughs> it's like yeah it's the ar stuff but my idea was like i don't know if um like big department stores let's say selfridges 
Yeah. If they wanted to pay for advertising, they could actually say, well, we're actually running this full zombie scenario in Selfridges. And if you get up to, you know, home department, there's a special bonus and vouchers. It's like, wow, look at this revised digital world where you can actually play this game, play the, you know, Resident <laughs> Evil scenarios or like, it's not just Resident Evil, like things like uh, Assassin's Creed, you know, climb yeah. to the top of the shard so yeah. you can get a view of the whole of London, yeah. you yeah. know, <laughs> or, uh, or, you know, like, um, uh, like Burnout Paradise, right? Jump, yeah. jump in a car, and then all of a sudden uh, you're, you know, you're doing a, a, a racing around, you know, down Oxford Street. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and especially if you even go local, how great would it be to, you know, like around your suburban neighbourhood, be able to do Burnout Paradise? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it, it doesn't even matter. It's, it'd just be so cool to have that. Um, yeah. that ability to be there and even if it's residential whatever you know it's just like that's cool and yeah you know being able to put yourself all around the world and like creating little hubs and things like that i thought was like the way to do it and, I, and even mmos or you know yeah racing is a really really good genre to have in there but like could you imagine like even just like a platformer how cool that would be to like you know be able to jump up and down along the side of buildings hmv yeah. you know i showed my age hmv <laughs> one <laughs> press yeah. you could or, run up or, a wall yeah. yeah or indeed like uh you know pokemon go had that deal with mcdonald's as well that every mcdonald's restaurant gets its yeah. own pokestop yeah. in exactly the same way as like you go to every McDonald's and you know there is a new scenario or there's a McDonald's scenario and you know you can do stuff in there that perhaps correlates to real life as well yeah now and my thought was why is everybody trying to make a hardware platform let's make a software platform you know where everything else can feed into that Um, and of course it's very very utopian um, because obviously how are you going to get, you know, <laughs> like all the rights of this sort of stuff? It feels yeah. very... I'm also saying this now, and it was probably around the same time that you loaned me Ready Player One. <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just love the idea. I love the idea of, like, you know, popping down to your local, whatever, Londis, and being like, listen, do you want to sponsor? <laughs> sponsor... Uh, we're developing this game, and if you if you sponsor it, then you know your your the Londis will pop up in a whatever zombie survival horror game. And yeah, then the, and then the you know the franchise owner going, his uh, twenty quid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean it would probably have to be done on a much bigger corporate things where it was like yeah, yeah. Londis did something, you know. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then it would turn into the worst. I mean, we, let's stick with the wonderful fantasy, but um, it's, it's, it's not very hard to envisage it. Being a bit like we see in Pokemon Go, uh, yeah. you know, where you've just got horrible uh, corporate, you know, <laughs> um, eroding uh, yeah. the exploring the idea of exploring kind of local areas and and celebrating. Uh, There's also this small issue of. Um, I think it's probably quite a lot of uh, legwork to not only digitally map the entire world to quite a high degree of accuracy. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like I, I was talking about the genesis of Google Maps 
you know, ten years on, I yeah. thought maybe perhaps we would be at a point where we're doing a bit more terrain mapping as opposed to, you know, and and there is there are some elements of being able to do that. You know, you can turn Google Maps on its uh, side and you can see the buildings where they are. And yeah, you can also you know pop into yeah. I think the British Museum and places like that, and you actually go indoors and yeah, can have a look at around a three six. So I mean, it's not far off that. It's just I. It, Apart from how accessible that is as a tool, I decided to turn it into a video game. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what that's yeah. what I thought, and I I always thought it'd be great just to like be able to play, you know, Resident Evil Lester Edition. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. like people on the internet would be talking about, oh yeah, you've got to play it in Colchester, man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> The Bogner Reaches a... version where you've got the <laughs> yeah. sea monster. Yeah, you know? are really good, you know, or, or like, uh, you know, go to the um, Adrian's Wall uh, and it's, there's some epic campaign there about um, keeping the zombies out of, out of yeah. Scotland. Um, but, uh, yeah. Because you said that, like, how cool would, like, the British Museum or the Naturalistic Museum be yeah. as a scenario and a place where yeah. you could, and you know, and like, randomizing randomizers already exist for these games and as long as you can have the set rules of like you've got to find the heart key and the club key and all that sort of <laughs> stuff you could get these things to happen and doing that in the british museum and actually i don't know having fucking zombie velociraptors you know <laughs> <laughs> finally you know <laughs> uh yeah i mean i think as powerful as like randomizers and um procedural generation are um, that would get wouldn't those I think those things are never as um, engaging as as you know constructed scenarios because yeah, no yeah, matter, no, we do, we no matter how yeah you know no matter how much you chuck in you uh, eventually and here it comes readers you eventually see behind the curtain um okay it works phenomenal like phenomenal use <laughs> <laughs> see behind the curtain <laughs> um and then also I think because obviously video game spaces are quite um quite you know specifically tailored and, and and built whereas the real world is is it's like so many dead ends right and so much dead space um yeah it'd be cool to, it'd be cool to try but uh, i think it'd be tricky um i mean don't get me wrong i know it would need a lot of love it would need it would be, <laughs> it would be the the epitome of fucking uh software um oh shit what am i looking software as a service it would need to be monitored constantly looked after you would need you need to be the biggest corporation you would need to be a microsoft or a sony <laughs> and have you know like divisions almost across the uk or you know you would it'd be a massive corporation and it would be people just gming you know for the the entire thing as well yeah yeah and then they'd obviously then have he, all your data uh yeah yeah of course and, and all that sort of stuff but yeah actually that, that's a good point like gming the ability to even do your own games and you know LARPing and stuff like that as well. That is a really good shout. It's not the idea you had, it's one that you made me have. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my idea of where the future of games would be. Yeah. Um, which I think, you know, like I said, is, is very utopian. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, it obviously isn't how uh, games have gone. Mm-mm. So we've seen, I mean, ultimately, do you think 
we've seen much of an improvement of of games uh let's say in the past not 15 years but 10 years you know once the <clears throat> you ready for this the yeah. advent of the 360 <laughs> and, <laughs> and online play and things like that um yeah. do you think we've seen much change i think i <clears throat> as i alluded yeah as i alluded to because we've lived it um you know with the proverbial uh frogs in the uh boiling pan of water and just not noticing things changing uh it's really hard you know you kind of have that uh i'd lack the language to describe it properly but you know when you see a, a trailer for a new game uh, or an upcoming game uh, do you uh, just to pause on that that's yeah. that um analogy do you feel that perhaps like people who are younger than us maybe maybe say 10 years or younger actually thought oh wow how different is the ps3 from the ps4 oh the ps4 is amazing um yeah well i think they could probably see maybe they could see the difference a little bit more or you know or they've not <laughs> they've not seen how little difference there's been i guess um because what i was going to say was um what was I going to say? You've done me now. You, you yes! Me. Revenge! <laughs> yeah, it That's was one right there. <laughs> Readers 1-0. It, <laughs> it was right there on the tip of my tongue. And, and that that question has completely subtitled it. Um, I think it's because uh, that jump you mentioned, and we've talked about it before, is the last big jump that I could yeah. think. And I, I think we did, when I talked about Dead Rising, that was a, you know, where's this? You can read it on, we can read it on the blog, www.thatguys.co.uk. We were just both really, really disappointed at the difference between next generation and, and you know, how how games journalism and obviously all the console makers try and force you to jump to next gen, right? And everyone's talking about next gen and what's next gen going to bring? And then there's those ridiculous stories about... <laughs> I, I, and don't get me wrong, I, I generally... Five USB ports and and, and whatever. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I'm generally a big advocate for <laughs> things being yeah, for improving in the next generation. So things do improve, yes. And I'm glad that we have prettier graphics. I'm glad that we now have 4K TVs where you can see a massive difference in the game quality. Great, fantastic. The sound is better. All sorts of things that you know you do see things improving, and you, you it does look more curved, and uh, characters start to look more realistic, um, especially in, in platforms like uh, PlayStation um, and Xbox. <clears throat> People are generally playing like like these sort of uh, realistic looking, even if they're cartoony, like your Gods of War. Um, you know, cartoonly proportioned, they're still realistic looking, and you want them, you want to be able to look them in the face and see the pores, and you're like, wow, look at the dedication that's gone into that. And that's great, it's fantastic, it's wonderful, but still the same fucking game with quick time yeah. events, you know? And that, yeah. that's was a little bit disappointing. I mean, I don't know, does God of War even have online interaction in any fashion? <laughs> I don't know. If they do, it's probably a. <laughs> A Dark Souls type thing, but this is this is what I meant when um, you see a trailer uh, and you get super excited about it, and um, uh, you know you're thinking about, oh, how would that work? You know, because it, it looks like this super realistic. You know, thinking about things like Watch Dogs, obviously Cyberpunk, uh, 
is a big recent one and 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 your mind tries to fill that space with yeah this is going to be the future of, of gaming or something completely different and then of course you get it and then you get familiar with the controls and then you've got level systems and then you walk into a warehouse and there's a red barrel and then, and then, you then get <laughs> head yeah you get your head around the core of the game that, yeah. this is going back yeah. to my my shenanigans um and, and then and then for all that improvement in um frame rates and and you know graphic fidelity and, and you know i remember i can't remember what game it was but um the first time that you see a poster that's flapping on the wall or something and you go up to it you can actually read it as a poster and it wasn't a yeah. pixelated poster wow that's fantastic um but yeah it, it unfortunately that gives us a few extra capabilities so you know like having a big open world game like you know, populating it with thousands of zombies um but yeah it still feels like we're waiting for like a new model new way of being and of course this is really reductive because uh you know <laughs> you, we tend to think about those big triple a adventure games right it's like oh, what is what is the future yeah it's adventures? exactly well, what actually, your, your brain drifts to yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah rather than like well you know uh tetris effect is the future of tetris and it's um absolutely amazing <laughs> um so it doesn't really need <laughs> much tweaking but at its heart you're still sitting there playing um you're still sitting there playing tetris um so yeah, so uh, definitely with this last generation, um, again, it might be because we're getting older. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I can't even tell the difference, particularly with the consoles, with um, things being merged, as you like, with the cross-platform games. Um, but then also these kind of weird different versions coming out. And, and it's like, I just, you know, at this stage, it's like, oh, I'd like to play that game. What can I play it on? And I'll, if there's enough things I need to play on, I'll, I'll get the new system. But there isn't a... It doesn't feel like it felt, I think, with the 360 camera. Like, oh my god, if I got that new console, I could be doing this, this, and this. It's like I could well, be doing pretty much what I'm doing now, but quicker. I mean, your argument, like, yeah. I mean, I, I've regressed back to being an entirely PC gamer. I don't own any of the new console systems at all. Even, like, I still actually have a functioning 360. I think I mentioned this before. And that yeah. is the latest console I own. I own, like, um, the controllers, the, the very latest Xbox controllers. And I have two of them because I, you know, I play um, games on my PC, which is, you know, sitting underneath my, my telly. So yeah. I use it as a console system. Um, and everything is... Most games that are, are on the console game uh, console gaming systems are now available on steams or epics or gogs or whatever your favorite <laughs> um yeah. you know video game platform is for the pc and but that that's just this is what i was saying before is like all these storefronts are basically the difference between a 360 and a ps2 oh god nowadays <laughs> you know yeah yeah basically launcher is a different console yeah. uh, and it's the software titles um where there is an overlap um and then you know shout out to platforms like uh itch yes, with all the yeah uh, you know indie stuff, games yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and they kind of are making themselves feel a bit different by by having essentially a different catalog of games which is essentially what consoles are doing um 
So to stop us, I guess, talking round and round in circles, <laughs> dreaming of the the wonder time when we leapt to the PlayStation Three and the Three Sixty. Um, <laughs> I've got a few uh, things just to do. So I want I want you I want us to think about you know the, the future of um, and I have the following words. So the future of controllers. Where are controllers going to be? I mean, again, if you look at uh, original PlayStation controller. Uh, can see the origins of it in a PlayStation 4 controller. Yeah, I, I think the only thing that's really going to change is the insides of them. Um, I probably a very good example of that is, like I say, I've got the latest versions of the, the Xbox controllers. Um, and I used to just play with my 360 controllers on my PC, and I thought 360 controllers are fine, except if you remember the like <laughs> the the sticks had started to sort of wear away the rubber had become <laughs> um, hardened yeah. and it's sort of like yeah. so i was using these little shower caps instead yeah. on top yeah. of so i replaced them got some new ones and when i held it i was like oh wow this is crazy because it's got um it's got a a tactile um feel to it yeah. so it's actually got sort of a, like a friction so it, it's not smooth Oh, yeah. oh, that's really, really cool. The buttons, when you press them, you feel them. The, well, I know you feel them regardless, but they, <laughs> there is <laughs> the a controller, nicer button. The controller, <laughs> when you hold it, has a tactile feel and the button. <laughs> you can feel the buttons. <laughs> as opposed to every other platform <laughs> where you couldn't feel the buttons. <laughs> The future. <laughs> uh, I, know the <laughs> I, know, I know what you're saying. I do yeah. know what you're saying. Yeah. So, like, um, especially the triggers at the, you know, the um, left trigger. Triggers. Left trigger. Yeah. 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 So you, they've got a really nice button feel. The D-pad is massively improved, which has already had like three generations to improve on from the 361, which is awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it it just felt solid and of course the technology inside it for faster response and all that sort of stuff i don't see a controller being a massively different thing no fact, we've seen the only the only thing i think is a revolution and we both agree on this is the split controller um, of <laughs> yeah. the switch the idea of being able to sit down play your arms however the fuck however, you however want, fuck you want and you've got all of those controller point parts there, and you like, why is that not on the fucking PC? You know, yeah. why is that not on every? Why is it not on the 360? You know, yeah. like, you make it all cool and triggery or whatever you want to do. But that is like that is a revolution, and it's so comfortable to play like that as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can you can play however you want, and um, because. Yeah, I was gonna say we've you know we've had some tweaks and some things have been abandoned with with the old your. You know, if you imagine your archetypal uh, joypad, um, you know, so things with having speakers in them, which was a weird gimmick that, you know, oh, and the, the, the six games, <laughs> six games took. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there's also the, the very strange um, back touch pad on the, on the PlayStation, which, you know, it's just, it just one of those. Well, yeah, yeah. Just one of those. Um, uh, I think design things where, uh, if you remember the, when the 3DS was launching, the DS was launching, 
um, and you had a little hand strap on the, on the hand on the hand strap was like a little thing for you to put your thumb behind so you could yeah. rub the screen with your thumb yeah. uh, and those ideas either take off because they I don't know if it's because they're good or because developers are lazy or everyone is like mm, I think there's most there's a, people just like what they like and yeah. I'm not gonna fudge in this weird single platform back touchscreen for it's you know big ask to ask anyone to learn a new controller so i like as you know i've got a ton of controllers for my pc including the steam controller now the steam controller steam controller because it's moving from a keyboard and mouse platform to a controller it does ingenious things like it has this cool haptic um sort of almost mouse pad that you use with your um, with your right hand um, and it works really well it's got the triggers and it's got actually back triggers which you tap as well they're not like uh, touch pads and everything about it is such a cool idea but in practice what they're asking you to do is relearn everything <laughs> learn how to use this controller so that you can play games and then it's just kind of like yeah I, mean, I could or because I just want to play a game, I'm just going to use the keyboard and mouse, or if I need to use a controller, I'll use an actual controller. <laughs> so, don't get me wrong, like, that piece of technology is amazing. It's just too big an ask yeah. for someone to do it. And, like, I get a ton of accessories for the for the, the, the PC as well. I think possibly the most successful one that I have is... Um, God, it's a... Uh, Oh, this is going to be impossible to fucking describe on a fucking podcast. But basically, okay. it's um, it's a keypad um, that's for your for your left hand. It has a D-pad where your thumb is, and it has uh, some buttons around it. But then it also has keyboard key presses. So for your for your other four digits, does that make sense to you, Farley? It says it's sort of like a VR controller but with keyboard elements on it. Yeah, it's basically a keyboard element. Uh, so you can, when you're playing uh, PC games, it's not too unfamiliar. But instead of having the WASD um, mm-hmm. control mechanism, you actually have a D-pad by your thumb, okay, yeah. which is very, very natural for everyone else who plays console games. And it is great. And uh, they're still made. And they are a fantastic fucking thing. But will they take off? No, no. It's one of these things that is just like, what, what, what's wrong with WASD? What's wrong with the mouse and keyboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's yeah. a fuck ton wrong with the mouse and keyboard. <laughs> there is. There like, is. Like, why, why do people not realise this? There's so much wrong with it. It's not what gaming was made for. It's just you have learned how to use it. Yeah. And asking anyone to do anything beyond that is just... It's yeah. really tough, you know. And I think um, uh, the, the reason why uh, kind of controllers come back to you know the generic idea of a, of a joypad, you know, sticks are still hanging in, um, and mouse and keyboard uh, is because, as you mentioned earlier, you know, we've got things which are more um, multi-platform, and we don't want people to relearn things. And so, occasionally, when we do get ideas like uh, gyro controls, remember those? I can't even remember when they dropped out um, but when your I think PlayStation 3 controller was a gyro controller as well 
the uh, move? Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely awful. No, the actual joypad itself. Oh, right, okay. Ooh. So, you know, you, you there are, it, a, an extra way of controlling would be to kind of move your controller around. And it would. I did not remember that. That's fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do, I do I, like that idea because it's just like when you play racing games and you're like turning the corner, you fucking turn the whole <laughs> controller yeah. to yeah. get around yeah. that corner. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I, I don't think we're going to see any huge innovations there. Although I do. Uh, I've not had too much hands-on time, but I do like, I wonder if um, things like the virtual reality controllers, you know, where essentially you've got, essentially you've got two uh, wee nunchucks in your hand, um, but their, you know, their position in space is part of the controller as well as the thumbsticks and, and a couple of buttons. Again, I think that's too much of an ask for people as well. One, again, let's go back to the example of the Switch controller. I much prefer just being able to just sort of lay there i don't want to have to point at the screen and, and move around and yeah. swing my arms about when i'm playing a video game i yeah. want to be able to be as comfy as possible like don't get me wrong like there was games that you could play on the wii i remember and you could sit there quite comfortable and it was just a matter of flicking your wrist yeah yeah you'd get you get used to that you know and stuff like that, um yeah, there were a generation of uh, you know grandparents who uh, would get the maximum score on Wii Bowling. And they wouldn't be making a bowling motion. You know, they, they just sort of, with their hand dangling off the side of the settee, just like a quick... Because yeah. they'd got it down, they'd got yeah, it down exactly. so, so pat. Um, what to do? Uh, yeah, kind of breaking it. Again, you, you can't fight human beings when you're designing these things. Like They're going to they're gonna try and be as lazy and... And, um, and yeah, exactly. The Steam Controller is a perfectly good example of that. This is the future of gaming this is what you should use yeah yeah it's too different no i i'm i'm going to stick to um my device made for typing (laughs) as my main controller thank you yeah okay moving on moving on um what is the future of multiplayer i i mean i i don't know i there's games that i will play um, who, which are clearly, clearly multiplayer games, which is, you know, your World of Warcraft and stuff like that. And that's fine. I think integration with communities is probably the, the most important thing. So, currently, like, playing World of Warcraft, the biggest part of it is actually just being part of a Discord server with mm-hmm. the rest of the guildies. I think that integration will have to happen um, for the future of multiplayer. That being said, every other fucking game I play I would rather play solo because I'm just <laughs> I am just so stuck in my ways about that you know like I don't yeah. mind the ability to have some online interaction or do some trading online or do you know jump in and do some sort of like the Pokemon things and things like that yeah. raiding and stuff like that otherwise I probably will just play every other one of my games that are on my Steam list and they are just straight up single player games and I, I'm happy because <clears throat> one of the things that I really dislike about that is you are then exposed to a whole world and plethora of people who are like really really good at the game you know and you're just <laughs> like I, I I really didn't like it it's just, my first possible one of my worst um, examples of that was playing Gears of War on the 360 and 
just getting shouted at by somebody whose balls hadn't even dropped yet. <laughs> Waging because I chainsawed yeah, someone. You're using the, yeah, he's using them, and it's a cheap move, and you're a cheap. Um, which, <laughs> oh which you know, guys. which, which for all of uh, you know the drama around uh, Gamergate and abuse and blah blah blah, is still the case, right? You still yeah. jump on to many of these competitive I, North I, Yeah, games. exactly. And, and again, sorry, I know I'm going to talk about World of Warcraft again, but yeah, because I have this Discord server, it's a little community of people who still talk to each other and it's fine but you can jump into that server and you can easily find toxic fuckheads like the other day there on in world chat there was a guy who was just literally talking about oh god how covid isn't really a thing masks are pointless and you're just like oh my god go away this this is too much reality for world of warcraft <laughs> <laughs> you know but yeah like and that's the problem is human beings are arseholes on the internet so I don't know I don't know what you're going to do about online until that gets policed in some fashion <laughs> games are still going to be toxic fuck nuts yeah I mean I think um, yeah it was definitely it's definitely a generational thing but I'm I'm with you um, and, but part of me is also uh, whenever you see a multiplayer game you know which you know by and large you can't really play single player or as a token single player mode it's like you know give you give you a couple of years mate and unless you're one of the big five you know um you won't be able to play that game anymore because support would have dropped or the sequel would have come out or you know there just isn't a player base at all um and although it's irrational because you know there are hundreds of games which we never touch let alone go back to um a bit of me is like mm, you know i don't want to invest myself in a game that um, that might not be playable uh, in the future. So I do like them. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean that's so uh, true as well. Yeah. Like Dark Souls, like Pokemon, where it's like, oh, cool, there's a little online thing that I can do. It's completely optional. Uh, you know, adds a little bit, um, but I'm not locked into uh, having to play this online. Um, yeah. That means what could happen in the future. Yeah. Like yeah. what happens when the internet dies and we become a mad max of um, civilization? Are yeah. you still going to be able to trade Pokemon? You know, that, that, <laughs> these are the big questions that we are going to yeah. ask on that guy's I mean, the podcast. You know, no, no <laughs> fuck is playing Fortnite in, uh, when the electricity runs out. Um, <laughs> on, a, on a slightly different, so that was kind of multiplayer from the player's perspective. In terms of formats, so uh, I think we're sort of at the end of Battle Royale now. Um, and we're now moving into kind of, you know, these uh, Among Us and what was the other one? Uh, games like Among Us, Overcooked, you know, more kind of like online party games. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't think... <clears throat> I think that's... I don't think that's... Um, I, I don't think that's a black and white scenario. I'll be honest with you, because I think... Um, yes, that is the game of the week. You know, these online sort of... Uh, interactions and Among Us still is working as a games as a service it's still improving, it's got the voice chat whenever you're local and things like that that's cool, this is nice functionality I guarantee that you know in another year's time there will be another battle royale that comes out that people will like, it'll have just something di different about it, maybe they'll eventually do that fucking car destruction derby battle royale that we came <laughs> up with the idea for you know i i don't think these things go away i just think they 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 it's 
What's the word I'm looking Ebbs and... What's the other yeah. word? Ebbs and flows. Ebbs and flows. Um, so I, I don't think it is as, as binary as God or we're at the end of. I just think we are maybe creatively exhausted with it, with <laughs> I am. And we will but, see it'll reoccur in some fashion. But I, I think perhaps the innovation around, or the area of interest, let's say, that has been around multiplayer is all the tools that come with streaming. And so a lot of the reason why these games have blown up is because you sort of have a community element to it. So you can you know, jump in and play the game with your favorite streamer um, uh, and all the tools we've got for you know sharing them. So on a lot of consoles, it's a button click away and then all of a sudden you're live streaming your playthrough of Gun Gal 3 or whatever it might be. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think games which are geared towards... I think you'll towards... find that it's Gal Gun. <laughs> Gal Gun. I knew I'd ruin a mistake. Um, I never, I've never played it, personally. Uh, true. Not the third one. <laughs> Not the third one, yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, so I think more tools more tools like that, uh, or more games like that, and and I don't know, maybe tapping into your uh, your 2005 idea. Um, perhaps we'll see something like uh, virtual stadiums. Um so, you know, you log in as a player and you're there to watch something happen. Or, you know, I mean, as we say... Things, like yeah, like just, you were saying there, the yeah. Twitch platform as well on the on the, on the the PC is becoming more and more like that. That is almost eSports. So you can just see that it is, like, just teetering in the edge of becoming, like, a virtual stadium for these sorts of things. It's yeah. just... Unfortunately, it's still stuck with fucking idiots and chats doing Fs and making... <laughs> fucking yeah. frog emojis and being I don't, absolute cunts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, it's, the, it's, the, it's the bane and the boon. Um, the, which brings us next nicely onto the future of competitive gaming. Um, I don't know. Like, I like where competitive gaming is going. I love um, like where esports is especially mm-hmm. for the fighting games um yeah don't get me wrong i think the the prizes that people get and <laughs> the the venues and all this sort of stuff is way out of control for what it should be but that being said it's really quite cool um and uh, you know it's like it, it's the same with athlete. uh, athletes 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 <laughs> fuck it <Athlete. hell. laughs> Um, it's the same with athletes because there's always going to be that sort of gap of where you're good at the game and then yeah. when you're you know your dexterity starts to fail you're no longer going to be a twitch gamer yeah. Uh, yeah. and I don't mean twitch the platform I mean as in able to react to frames of animation and things like that on the screen Yeah, you will get old and that skill will go away so they are kind of athletes in that fashion. Yeah, I mean, there are also athletes in the in the um, the privilege gap as well, right? So you are not becoming a, a competitive athlete with all the gear and equipment and club memberships and whatever if you don't have uh, you know some financial support. And it's exactly you know you have to be in a place in your life where you can dedicate. 12 hours years. a day yeah, yeah whatever <laughs> it is um, to get your uh, actions per minute down um, but yeah like I think I think I think the future is interesting um, and this potentially touches on the next topic uh, because I think the early days of esports were like let's try and copy other sports yeah um, in a way that just didn't work you know pitching it to 
just everything about it the, the way they were run um the way they were kind of commentated on the way that they tried to fit in with them other sports and the more we've seen them so kind of become their own thing and again it's been just this quiet revolution um and this, this drives me insane all the time about uh, about video games uh, is you know we can talk about them being mainstream or not and if you look at you know, how many people are playing games uh, it is most people but it it's kind of defiantly won't break through to the mainstream. It's always going to be, it always has that perception of being a weird thing to do, even though most people are doing it. Um, and this, this came to mind recently because Channel 4 are re- thinking of rebooting Games Master. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, how relevant is that? You know, you've got the nostalgia effect, um, but in the day when, you know, in the time when millions of people are on uh, are watching gaming videos on youtube or they are in the discord servers or they are watching it uh, a streamer or they are actually playing games um and the best that sort of tv can do you know hanging in their tv can do is is rework you know a 30 year old tv show and you know make it a bit about oh we'll have competitions on some games um <laughs> Well, I mean, it depends how they do that. I mean, like, if Games Master was to, you know, tap in and just sort of say, yeah, because we're using streaming platforms, this is how we're doing Games Master now. You know, that that would be really cool and very different. Uh, But with somebody to comment on it and the news and and make it a little bit more magazine-y. Yeah, I mean, we we saw those those gaming TV channels try and die. Oh, God, yes. Um, You know... (laughs) Uh, because again, well, I, they were just, do you remember they were the to... other other gaming shows that there was as well that were just awful? Yeah, like they, was, they would like yeah. There's one sort of like the Crystal Maze, and they have these champion gamers that you have to be. And it, you know, it's all it's all aimed at kids, and it's all uh, yeah, yeah. It's either aimed at kids or it's trying to copy, um, you know, the the actual news or the actual sports rather than just being its own thing. And I think you know, that. We've seen that. Uh, there was a really interesting article in the Games Industry Biz this week that I saw, uh, where they interviewed the, the one of the people who's involved with the gaming coverage that the BBC do, uh, and they were saying, you know, any gaming article <laughs> is by far the top read article on, I think it was one of the, <laughs> one of the pages, you know, by a yeah. significant margin, um, and yet it, it it kind of remains this um, uh, this weird kind of niche uh, uh, at that kind of um, at a kind of mainstream level, um, but having said that, think about things like competitive play and, and mainstream. I think that the more games just do their own thing and they'll quietly be successful. You know, so, for example, Pokemon is now an esport uh, and it's absolutely fantastic. And in fact, there's probably too much of it. I can't keep up. Um, and it didn't happen in a big way. It's just you know, uh, every yeah. couple of weeks, here's uh, you've got the VGC, you've got Pokemon, you've got. Uh, uh, the TCG, uh, and you can just tune in and and watch worlds or watch regionals, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's not. I think I mentioned this before on the podcast. You know, I think my perception, much like the way that that gaming is sort of not really been incorporated <laughs> into mainstream, was that you know, the backs of newspapers would have gaming pages in. Um, it's not. I know, but like it, it's way. just one of these things. If you're looking for it, you can find it, and I suppose that's what the internet is for. You know, it's like, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little tough to sort of 
pigeonhole this as, as a success or not a success. Esports is a thing. It's definitely a thing. It's just it's not in your face. It's like say football because I would say that there are you know there's no um. when it comes to community things like uh, going to a physical place and going to support a team and going things like that that becomes more um, more tribal whereas within the gaming community there are tribes absolutely but they're little gaming communities and everything is so internet-y that people burn bridges people jump ship (laughs) so much more that I think there's almost a lack of a lack of loyalty, perhaps. Yeah. If that's or, a little, yeah. Yeah, or just lack of. There's no, you know, it doesn't manifest itself physically. Well, certainly not in our corner of the world there, uh, where we don't especially yeah. do huge conventions and things like that. Okay, so to, to round us off, we've been watching for a while. Um, thinking about uh, casting aside uh, all ideas of realism. Um, if you could manufacture or insert one thing into gaming, the future of gaming, as pathetic, petty as you like, um, minor innovation, uh, uh, what what would you make happen in the future of gaming? What would I years? make a petty? I think I, I it didn't, didn't have to be petty, but you know, not not necessarily a big idea, just like a you know, I'd like Bruce Campbell in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> 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 and then it has to happen. Um, I can go. I, I've got something if you want to think. Okay, yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, let's give me an example of one of the things that you would like to see. Yeah. Okay, one of the things I would like to see. I, I've harked on about this in the pages of that guy's. Uh, that guy's. Uh, um, is uh, given the popularity of kind of customization and, and cosmetics, right? So we've seen an explosion in, yeah. in cosmetics as DLC and. And you know, famously, character creators are arguably the most fun part of some some parts of the games. But to my mind, we've taken a step backwards in some respects. And for a very small period um, on the, I think on the original Xbox, you could upload your own soundtracks that would then play in the game. Yes. Um, and it was <laughs> it was actually phenomenal, Richie. Um, because <laughs> phenomenal. You know, <laughs> I fucking agree with you. I think because like, yeah. you know, I I had this CD. I think you, you had to put it on a CD and put it in, and it had uh, you know um, uh, what did it have? It had One Winged Angel. It had uh, it had you come in a barana, and, and then I was driving around in whatever GTA it was it was, um, and that was playing on the radio. But you know, it wasn't. You could say, why don't you stick some headphones on and, and turn the... Yeah, yeah. It was no, just, it was... Not it was, the same, yeah. No, it was just integrated. And at the time, um, similar to your idea about what the world was a platform. So my extension of that, uh, you know, kind of having your own music in games, uh, would, <laughs> similar to your 2005, uh, what if the world was a game idea, uh, would be that if you... Across games, um, you could either choose to you know play my own soundtrack or whatever, uh, or play the the game's official soundtrack, where they brought musicians in for and probably paid a lot of money for, and, and you know planned specifically how the music works. But fine, you want to fuck all that off with having your own soundtrack. Uh, but then you had some, you had the, you could choose which tracks played during different emotions. So you know, it'd be like what 
what track do you want to play when things are scary? What track do you want to play when things are <laughs> epic? What track do you want to play when, when you know, your health is low? Uh, and you could set like uh, these little playlists. And um, so, yeah, that's what that's what I'd insert into into the future. Yeah, pages. Spotify integration. I like this. Yeah, bring, yeah. Yeah. Bringing, bringing really some thing. of those some of those tools back that we had in the past and I really thought they were going to take off and unfortunately they didn't. Yeah, I, I mean, they never did anything with that because uh, I, I, I don't remember this from GTA. I remember in Road Rage, uh, not, not Road Rage, what was the what was the car Namco one in PS1? Ridge Racer? Ridge Racer, yeah. You could you could take the CD out and yeah. you could put, the, <laughs> yeah. put your own CD in. And you could still play the game, but you you had a different soundtrack in. So, like, I think at that time, this is really, really telling. I was playing uh, Ridge Racer, but to Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know? Um, and that's the sort of stuff. Um, but, you know, like, GTA has that wonderful radio system. Like, yeah. oh my god, how great would it be to be able to choose the tracks that went on? You don't need the announcer to announce the tracks. Absolutely not. It doesn't matter. But to have those adverts and the little bits playing in between with your own soundtrack, man, that would be <laughs> amazing. That I think that's a really, really good addition to to what the future in games should be. Yeah. And I, I don't know how to top that, man. That, that that's because <laughs> I'll be honest. Like when I, you know what I'm like. I, when it comes to like soundtracks and video games, I tend to not even pay attention. I will happily play a game on mute. You know, I, I you know I'll be sitting playing. Um, more more recently, I've been like like having Spotify on the background playing like uh, World of Warcraft just because. All they have is the ambient music, and that's great. That's fantastic. But fuck it, as long as I can still hear my character doing something and listen to music, yeah, that's good. But yeah, like you're saying, being able to choose cues or the game being able to tell, you know, um, yeah. Spotify or something, this is about to happen. Maybe get yeah. something foreboding coming up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking tie it into new releases or some shit like that, you know, or <laughs> yeah. tie it into. Yeah. You know, you download know. the um, the curated playlist for Resident Evil 8 by, you know, whatever, Lady Gaga. Yeah. Um, Yuck. <laughs> okay. I know. The I love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, that, that's really, really tough. <laughs> that's, like, that's a really one, tough one to follow because I love that idea. I think yeah. that, that's really, really great. Um. It can be as big or small as you like. Yeah, something I know. That annoys what, you. Something that annoys me. That you don't um, want to change. I suppose it is the fact that there is version exclusive visitation. <laughs> Good luck. Well, I mean, it's your wish, so yeah, done. Okay. Yeah, because that really, really bothers me, and I suppose it's quite topical as well because Kingdom Hearts has just been released on PC. Um, now this was a game that came out on the PS1 um, PS2 sorry Um, and uh, basically I played it through, completed it I don't have a PS2 anymore so I haven't been able to play that game now it came out on the PS3 or there was a remaster on the PS4 or something stupid like that but yeah I mean is it worth buying a console system for one hit of nostalgia? no 
Uh, is it more sensible for a games company just to make it accessible on many platforms? Yes. Um, and the worst, worst for this is probably Nintendo, because it's not even about version exclusivity. It's about exclusive. I can't say that word. I know. What, what's the synonym of it? <laughs> um, specificity <laughs> probably doesn't help. Oh, it doesn't help. No. <laughs> uh, version uniqueness. Version <laughs> snowflake. Um, <laughs> platform snowflakeism. Um, yeah. yeah. But basically, um, yeah, they do it for their own fucking platforms and they block out uh, games from previous platforms. We've talked about, like, what is it? Uh, Mario Galaxy only just came out um, in the Mario pack at Christmas. Yeah. Um, like, why was why is that game not been able to be played, continue to be played, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just fucking nuts. Back compatibility is is is, is a big bugbear, definitely. And um, removing perhaps that in general, just being able to play games. Like if somebody brings out a new platform, you better fucking say it has all of the back catalogue as well. <laughs> you know? Why would you? Yeah, I mean, I can. I think it's less key for. Uh... Uh, PlayStation, Xbox side of things, but obviously for Nintendo, it um, it works. Um, and, and of course, with PC, you, you do do have like issues with like games that are meant to run on Windows ninety five and shit like that, you know. But but yeah. there are companies like GOG, which I've mentioned like nine times today, um, yeah. who Sponsor, do unofficial sponsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, forget you under net or ultra net. Ultra Tech, or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they they are like going into those games and making them, um, you know, future compatible. What what's the word I'm looking for? Current, not future. <laughs> <laughs> Present day playable. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> if only there was a term for this. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like. I, I think that's probably my biggest bugbear or gear grinding whatever you want to call it the thing I want to fix is back compatibility slash platform exclusivity yeah yep. yeah you just have a you have a whatever once you buy the game once you don't have to buy it a hundred times Resident Evil 4. yes just, oh you see you've got that no, go. no 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 I'm not against that no 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 like if you're going to release a game, release it every platform. You know, that's absolutely fine. Like, if you want to have 19 different versions of Resident Evil 4 like everyone else, I'm fine with that. That's, that's cool. You know, that that is your choice to spend your money in that way. Perfectly yeah. fine. I mean, it's your it's your way. I mean, because, you know, seeing the sales figures, uh, recent sales figures that were going around about um, how ridiculously successful Super Mario uh, 3D All-Stars was and the uh, and I absolutely love this. I've been tweeting about it as much as I can. Um, the fact that, despite the fact it gets no coverage, no one's doing continual coverage of it, no one's doing all articles about it, Mario Kart, <clears throat> consistently Mario Kart just ticks along in the background, outselling almost everything. <laughs> Continuously. <laughs> yeah. You know, no marketing um, uh, isn't discounted to, to 
uh, buggery. Or, you know, you can't find a copy of Mario Kart 8 uh, for probably less than 30 quid. Um, and it just trundles along in the background. Um, absolutely, absolutely love it. So obviously it's a strategy that works. But it's your wish. And so, uh, yeah, so there we go. It's happened. Um, future, future and backwards compatibility. Yeah. Done. Mario Kart on all platforms. <laughs> on all platforms, please. Yeah. I'm down, you know. So, yeah. Is that all we have to say about the future of games? <laughs> yeah, I'm not too convinced we talked about much about the future of games. But no, I think, I think we, we, we fucking dwelled in nostalgia. <laughs> St- you know, with our stagnant fucking stone cold takes. <laughs> Oh, I wish there was the Nightmare Creatures 3. Um, <laughs> that guy's a maniac. Why'd he bite me? Why'd he bite me?